Hello there, I'm Miranda Gretton and this is Take a Moment with NCHC, the show where we talk to you and your colleagues about experiences that affect you. Listen on your drive between patients or in your downtime, whenever you get the chance to take a moment. We're talking today about Margaret's experience of being a carer for her husband. If you've listened to the podcast before, you may have heard us talk about carers, but if you don't know what this means, let's start with the definition of being a carer. It's anyone who looks after a family member, partner or friend who needs help because of their illness, frailty, disability, mental health problem or an addiction and cannot cope without their support. So Margaret, tell me about your experience of being a carer. Well, I would say it started about six years ago when my husband was rushed into hospital when we were on holiday. Um, He had um, sepsis and pneumonia. And as from then, you know, we had to spend, I had to spend time in a hotel next to the hospital to be with him for 10 days. Then we managed to get home. And it started then. That's when I actually sort of become an official carer for him because he had the nurses come in, but he didn't didn't want them. So I, I took over, taking him to the doctors, getting his medication and, you know, just doing everything that for him really so but in fact in the last possibly two and a half years I guess um he's had Alzheimer's and it's since then it's really stepped up obviously because it's a completely different scenario now because you know Alzheimer's you know he's a completely different person in lots of ways which makes it difficult and hopefully I'm coping all right and I've had some help you know with a bit of respite this year which is definitely amazingly brilliant because that helped an awful lot that's it in a little nutshell, I suppose, and being a carer. And how have you found that? Obviously, at the beginning, it must have been sort of different in, to how it is now. You know, I, I guess it, it's evolved in that six years. Do you feel like oh. you kind of know where you are with it now? Or is, are you constantly coming up new, against new challenges? Oh, definitely coming up with new t- challenges because Alzheimer's is one of those, you know, it's a, a thing that just gets worse rather than better and there's always different things coming up so there's always new challenges because at first you know it wasn't particularly challenging as such but now it definitely is you know Um, I take him once a week to the Julian Hospital in Norwich for um, a workshop which has been absolutely marvellous but unfortunately it's come to an end in two weeks time because they only can you know have so many patients in at a time and they have to carry on for the next slot that need the help but that's been really good yes. Do you have a support network? So you mentioned obviously a bit of respite there, but do you have kind of friends and family who who you turn to as well for support? No, I haven't. Apart from, I mean, Carers Matter have been really good and um, social services are the ones who stepped in and helped with the respite, you know. But otherwise, no, I, I sort of cope on my own. Um, you know, I, there have been times when I have definitely had bad times. You know, I had the wellbeing service sort of stepping in and you know giving me some sort of cbt i think it's called you know because i was getting really really down which is a horrible situation to get myself in but i did you know i think hopefully i've come up the other side out of that so hopefully you know, i can stay there <laughs> it can be quite isolating can't it being a carer it especially is, yes. you know how, how do you feel ab- about that well you know you haven't really got a life anymore i know okay i'm i'm nearly 76 now but you know when you're getting older and we used to go on holidays and really enjoy you know that but that's sort of really not possible anymore we did go on holiday with friends they said come with us and a month away you know and i thought oh i don't know about that and actually they didn't actually realize until we got there you know what they were taking on and i think you know yes it wasn't the best idea in the world but um, you know your life changes completely really 
Have you found that you've had to maintain a routine then, especially, I guess, with the diagnosis of Alzheimer's? Do you feel like that means you can't really have that respite? You can't go away and change the routine, go on holiday, for example? Well, I do have a routine, obviously, but we know we what we've been doing is having little hotel breaks, you know, just local, you know, don't have to go far. And if you're not at home, it's just a little bit of a break for me. So we've done that quite often. Um, and he quite enjoys that, you know. And and so far that's worked all right. And I know it probably, you know, things are going to change and, you know, probably won't be able to continue all the time, but that's what we've been doing, yes. Yeah, because for him to be with other people, you know, um, a social scene as such, you know, that is really, really beneficial, you know, because being here on his own all the time is or not on our own, you know, it's not the greatest because um, then, you know, his brain isn't getting working really, you know, because he needs other people to be about, even if he's not really able to socialise like he used to, obviously, because we had quite a good social life before. That must be really hard, I, I guess, and, you know, not just seeing the decline in your loved one, but also that the loss of that partnership. Yes, that is actually, yes. Yeah, but I suppose I've got used to it really now. It's you know, something that you've, you know, and I, I sort of think positively and think, right, there's a lot of people with much, much worse off situations. So you've got to just be positive as best as you can, really. I think a lot of people listening might be saying, you know, be well within your rights to to feel very frustrated at times, you know, very oh, oh. angry and, you know, all of those emotions. I mean, how do you cope with that when you feel that way? I don't sleep very well. That's one thing. It's affected my sleep. So, you know, I don't sleep very well. But, um, but you know, I, I'm coping. I think I, at the moment I'm coping quite good, I think. Yes. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Have you had any particularly difficult sort of challenges in terms of your husband's care when you mentioned having to go out to the hospital or to doctor's appointments and things? Have you had any examples of where being a carer has actually been really tricky in those in those moments? Well, I think before we got the um, identity card for the carers, that was more tricky because obviously we would go into the hospital and, you know, and I would have to explain, you know, I need to go in with him to his appointment because he won't remember and he won't tell me what I need to know. Um, and sometimes, you know, I would come up against, you know, you know, oh, well, we don't usually do that, you know, and, and not always easy. I'm not saying they were anti-social about it, but they weren't, it's not always easy. But, you know, since I've had the carer's card and I have it hanging around my neck, they can see it and they, they it seems different scenario which is very good actually. Absolutely let's talk about it so the carer's passport we have mentioned this on a previous podcast before but let's talk about it and um, for anyone who doesn't know so yes. local NHS trusts recently collaborated with carers and local carer organisations to co-produce a carer's identity passport it was launched in November 2022 via Carers Voice Norfolk and Waveney and the idea behind it is to ensure that carers are recognised as carers and that they can get the help and support they require so let's go back to when you first got the passport how easy was it to to get hold of one very easy actually because I do you know I do have connections with the carers matter um I was able to get it very easily not at all a problem and I have told other carers you know the workshop I mentioned I go to a couple of other carers go and I have told them about it because they didn't know about it and I you know, said it's a good thing to have and I explained what I'm finding good about it so, so it wasn't difficult to get hold of at all and you wear it around your neck as a lanyard so it's really yes, it's prominent yeah, 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 really visible. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, I do notice because we have been to the hospital quite a lot recently, well, in the last sort of months or so, you know, and um, it was like three 
four days in one week, you know. Um, and I thought, oh, goodness, thank goodness I got this, because otherwise I'd have to say, look, I need to stay with him, I need to come in with him, you know, whatever. With that, that's, you know, that's accepted immediately. Well, I don't even have to say it mostly, so. And that must be a bit of a weight off, you know. Oh, it not... is. Yeah, you know, there's some consultants that prefer, oh, no, we'll, we'd rather have the patient in on their own. But then, you know, then you have to say, like, in front of my husband to say, well, he's got Alzheimer's, of course. He doesn't like me having to keep saying that. He doesn't like to hear it because, as far as he's concerned, he hasn't. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so much easier without having to do that, yes. So you can now use that in the hospitals. I know that they're working with primary care to ensure that the identity passport is recognised in GPs, mm. which is great. So, you know, when you have those experiences in the hospital, for example, what kind of difference has it made to your life, particularly as a carer? Well, like I say, I don't have to sort of explain to the people that, you know, that I need, why I need to go in with him and why I need to have all the information of whatever treatment he's having. So that makes it easier in that respect. I'm just being recognised, really. And I guess other people, other people in, you know, in the waiting rooms, they probably notice it and realise, obviously, who are, you know, I'm a carer for him as well. And maybe maybe that helps them to understand him if he should, you know, be inappropriate at any time. Yeah, because if it's a bad day, because, you know, people with dementia and Alzheimer's do have days where they're not quite the same as other days. And um, you go somewhere and then you think, oh, gosh, was this a good day to come out type of thing. So if you have that around your neck, yeah. How do those bad days affect you in terms of wanting to go out and do it again? Well, yeah, <laughs> think twice about it. <laughs> But then you think, well, if you don't go out, then you won't, you know, you won't ever go anywhere. So I mustn't let that happen. Do you feel a bit like you have to keep a check on your mental health and your physical health? Because it can be quite physically demanding as well as mentally. Yeah, yeah that is absolutely so. Because, yes, I do have to. I never had to before, but I do. Because I have I also have some health issues and I'm waiting to have an operation. Um, don't know when that will come, but it's quite a big operation, so I'm told six weeks. So I'm going to obviously not be here to look after him, and I, he'll have to go into a home. Um, that's something that I sort of think, oh gosh, you know, that's going to be a difficult, difficult scenario. But we'll just wait and see what happens when it comes up. I guess it's so important that you yourself, you know, have a rest, have the chance to rest and look yes. after yourself, because otherwise you make yourself ill, and then you can't look after your husband. So it's so important. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. I mean, even things like the group that you're going to, the fact that that's stopping. You know, do you think there could be more provision around just settings that you can go to to be with other people? Well, they did say there is actually, and they're going to tell us about it um, the last week. Um, and apparently, there's the nest um, in Norwich, um, which used to be the cricket place, I think. And apparently, there we can go there. And they've got a similar sort of thing there. So, you know, if that's so, well, I would take him there once a week because, you know, it has been really good. It's not been only good for him, but, you know, I've seen other, you know, other people with dementia, you know, in these 14 weeks we've been going. And you can see a difference in a few of them already, to be perfectly honest, you know. And, and you know, it's really, really good that they can get together and socialise and get to know each other. Yeah. And good for us carers to get together and talk about our experiences with each other. And, you know, because everyone's different. This is the thing that's always different because nobody has the same the same symptoms and, and problems. They're all different. And I guess it's nice to talk to people who are going through the same thing because they fully understand that's what you're it. going through. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. Because uh, my husband and I quite a few of them, and uh, you know, you wouldn't when you meet him, you wouldn't actually realise there was anything wrong with him. You know, most days because you know he was a very intelligent man, and you wouldn't, you know. You know but you know, you have to live with a person when it starts to show. Sometimes you take the rest, but then you have the guilt because you feel that's that you should be with that person. Yeah. You know, that's that's so true. Yes, yes, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but you do. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, you know, um, as a carer, you have to do everything. You know, I mean, I do all the driving. And of course, I didn't drive for a while. I had a heart attack four years ago and I stopped driving, not knowing that I'm you know, going to be the only driver or you had no driver. So I had to get back into it very rapidly. But I, I stay in my comfort zone. You know, I don't go. I certainly wouldn't be going to London or anywhere. <laughs> you know, I just stay in my comfort zone. That, that, that works fine there, yes things that you might not necessarily feel like you would have to be doing no. uh, that now you have to almost teach yourself is there anything that you do that you that would normally be your husband's job you know that you are oh. having to take on oh gosh yeah lots of things like garden and and um, things like the light bulb goes in the bathroom and it's ones that are in the ceiling recess ones and of course I can't do that I've tried um and he I can't he can't do any jobs anymore like that so then I've happened to pay someone to come in and do them, which, you know, is really, really tough because, you know, it's nowadays they charge a fortune. When we were away, um, we had a roof tile slip and our neighbour said, oh, one of your roof tiles slipped, you better get that sorted because a lot of rain is coming. And I thought, oh dear, you know, what do I do? So I had to actually get a builder in you know, to do it and lots of just any little jobs, which are what he would normally always do because he's very clever like that. He can't do them anymore. So that is a big problem for a carer. I know because talking to other carers, they have similar problems. You know, their husband can't do the jobs anymore. So, you know, they try and do it and can't or doesn't get done. It just stays, you know, like a leaky roof or whatever. Yeah, because that takes your time. You know, that takes your, your whole energy just mm. doing that. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Some kind of handyman service that is mm. slightly cheaper than, you know, that, that you know you can rely on and it's specifically for carers that would be you know yeah. that would be amazing wouldn't it yeah well I think they did used to have something like it because in one of the carers handbook I did read about it and I thought oh marvellous but when I rang up about it they said oh no that's no longer you have to go to um this online thing where you get people to do jobs and they're, mm. they're I can't remember what they're called but anyway but that that was just still what's open to everybody so that wasn't really very useful tell me more about the carers handbook what, what's that like very good, actually. Yes, yeah, the Carers Handbook. There's one come out every year, and you get it in the library. Again, that's what I've given. You know, I've given other carers I've met who didn't know anything about them, and it tells you all about Carers Matter and and you know, and like you know, I've, I've joined that and had Zoom meetings with them. It's a really, really good, useful book. It tells you all about you know, um, care homes also that where they are and what they're like. Yeah, lots of lots of information. You know about about um, your finances as well, how to sort it out, you know. For people in my position, you know, I'm so, you know, I mean, I'm 76, but of course there are a lot of carers who are a lot older. Um, you know, for them, it must be even more difficult. The carer's passport, what would you say to anyone who's thinking, oh, that sounds like me, I, I could use one of them, you know, would you encourage people to, to go and get one? I would, yes, I would do. It's my own experience, you know, I, I think it would be good for anybody else who is a carer to have one. I think they work and it gives you confidence to have it on you. You know, when you especially go into a hospital, it does give you confidence because, you know, 
you're immediately recognised and you know you notice it's being looked at, you think, oh well, you know that's good. They won't need to ask lots and lots of questions now. Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.